Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Uh, I am your host, Kenny, KDJTV. Uh, howdy doody. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing swell. Thank you for asking. Um, we're going today to talk about the most overrated slash most disappointing cards uh, in MLB The Show 21. I feel like there's some overlap there, so that's why we're going to kind of put them together. Um, you know, last week we did the most underrated cards, which I enjoyed talking about. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening to it. Uh, one of the cards from that episode, Kevin Biggio, has just been a demon for me in this event um, that's actually ending the day you're listening to this. Uh, and also in BR, he's beca- like anytime he's in a BR draft, I take him and we just we make deep runs and we hit nukes. So hopefully this overrated slash disappointing episode will steer you away from players who maybe you're using and you uh, shouldn't be. Quick housekeeping note. Um, we are streaming this week, Wednesday night and Friday night, twitch.tv slash KDJTV. Um, we're going to, I don't know, play the new event, hit ding dongs. I've yet to decide maybe BR, we might do a little of everything. So we've had some electric streams recently. Sunday morning stream was phenomenal. It was, it was incredible. Got raided three times. We were just popping off, hitting home runs. Uh, it was a great Great time. Very much enjoyed that episode, uh, that episode, that stream. You guys are missing out if you're not stopping by twitch.tv slash KDJTV. Just got a whole bunch of new emotes that were approved. Um, so you guys can spam those in chat as much as you want. There's been a lot of people or, you know, I shouldn't say a lot of people, a handful of people who have been stopping by stream who've told me like, hey, first time here, listen to your podcast it's nice to put a face to the voice, you know, because obviously on stream you can see me. And that means a lot. The people, whoever's coming around stream and just chilling, even if you guys are lurking, means a lot. Uh, that means that uh, I'm saying something you like if you guys are even looking for it. So, um, fuck it. Without further ado, let's just jump right in. Um, so, like I said, there's, there's going to be like a weird overlap here between overrated and just disappointingly attributed. Like, some of these cards are just fucking a waste. Um... Like, it doesn't even make sense to have given them to us. At this point in the cycle, we're going to stick to mostly high diamonds because I feel like that's just, they're so accessible and that's kind of where everybody is right now unless you just picked up the game yesterday, in which case, welcome. Um, Another quick thing to note, I, other than the Milestone Albert Pujols that dropped with the 10th inning program, I now have every single player card in the game. That's, that's correct. Live series free agents, have them all. Live series cards, have them all. Every single legend and flashback, I have it, except for Albert Pujols. I spent about 4.5 million subs on Sunday uh, and just said, F it, let's buy them all. Because I might do some fun builds. I might, you know, I, I might have some fun. I got the YouTube content going. Uh, we posted a couple videos last week. We posted a couple videos on TikTok last week as well. So, you know, we're getting into the content scene. Hashtag content. Um, if you guys want to follow me on any of those things, you can find my links on Twitter, um, twitter.com slash KDJTV 611. Okay. Sorry. Now we're back to talking about starting pitchers. We'll start with, um, I identified a couple right off the rip and we're going to talk about them. So this one's going to be a little controversial. I think lefty Grove is batting practice. Lefty Grove. Every pitch moves the same direction. It's either straight or into a righty slash away from a lefty. There is no opposite breaking pitch. That makes Lefty Grove 
even with outlier, even as a lefty, a little more hittable. You know, his 103 hits per nine, I'm sorry, he starts at 101 hits per nine. I have him parallel two. His 101 hits per nine are not high enough anymore to be competent, especially when you get to Hall of Fame and if you're a legend player, good good for you. Um, uh, Lefty Grove is not really used a ton in the community, but there are some people who swear by him and he's just, you know, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. So if you can, if you have the ability to replace Lefty Grove, replace Lefty Grove. Next, um, where has he gone? Okay, unpopular opinion. Future star Nate Pearson is not good. He's terrible. Don't use him. You could just sit fastball, adjust to everything else, and destroy him. Uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that, though. Um, this is the page I wanted. Okay, there are three pitchers on this page that are going to make people upset. 99 Oral Hershiser. Last year, Oral was a top five pitcher, hands down, no questions asked in the game. He dotted every corner. His sinker moved just an unbelievable amount. His cutter was a great one-two combo with that sinker because it moved, first of all, the opposite direction. Second of all, it was so much slower that people flailed at it. Soft grounders. That's, that's how you pitch. That's what you want. You want soft, weak contact in the infield. And few pitchers last year were better at that than Oral Hershiser. This year, because outlier is so prevalent and everyone's so horned up for fastballs, Oral Hershiser is a lot easier to hit. I'm not saying he is easy to hit. I'm saying he's a lot easier than he has been in the past. Yes, his hits per nine is max at 125. He's got a peewee PCI. It's a tiny little PCI. Only 86 velo. Clearly no outlier. Um, he starts out at 95 break with only 93 control. I say only 93 control because you'd expect max. Um, 83 Ks per nine. I don't know how much that matters. It's easy to foul balls off this year, no matter what Ks per nine looks like. Um, Oral this year, in my humblest of opinions, is not... I don't think he's a top 10 starting pitcher. I, I, I think this... It's hard to categorize him as either underwhelming or, or overrated or disapp- whatever word you want to use. I don't know where exactly he lies. I'm just saying card performance versus hype. Oral Hershiser is not it. Next, another one that's going to piss people off. And I've said it on this podcast before. Corey Kluber, his milestone 18 strikeout game card. It's not good. It's not good. Corey Kluber last year was better. So much harder to hit. He's bad. I have a 6.1 ERA and 38.1 innings with this man. It could be user error. It very often is. But I, just, I don't think this card is good. They changed his delivery. It's easier to pick up the ball. I do not think Corey Kluber is a top 10 pitcher. Finally, this one's also going to bother people because they want him in their lineup. 99 Shohei Otani is not good. It is not a good card. Everything moves the same direction. Splitter moves down, but it, it doesn't move the opposite direction of slider cutter curveball. You know, if you're horned up for the fastball, you might have a problem against Shohei. I'll give you that because everything else is so slow in comparison. But if you're effectively able to read off speed, he is BP. He is BP. His control is not high enough. His hits for nine is, you know, a 112, which is decent. People who use this card are probably just using him for the bat and praying he can get you through five or six innings. 
You know, if you can get two or three at bats with him in a game and you yank him, you you probably didn't. He did his job. But uh, Shohei Otani is, in my opinion, not a usable card at this stage in the game. I think, even honestly, even when he came out, he was pretty overrated. You know, we looked at the stats and, and we're like, holy shit, this thing might be the best card ever. And he just wasn't. Um, we're going to give one more starting pitcher nod here because, uh, you know, certainly was not overrated, but definitely was maybe the most disappointing card released all year. Pedro Martinez signature series, man. I don't know how much we need to really delve into it because everybody knows at this point they gave arguably the best right-handed starter of all time, or at least like the right-handed starter with the most dominant stretch of all time, 102 fucking hits per nine. So that speaks for itself. Pedro is the textbook definition of batting practice. And because he doesn't have outlier, he's, he's fucking, he's awful. He's awful. Moving on, boys and girls, to relievers slash closers. Kind of like last week's episode, it's hard to pin relievers and closers down. You know, the good ones are the good ones. It's that simple. But I'm going to talk about a couple. Um... Unpopular opinion. I know it's going to be. I know you guys are going to be like, but you're a fucking moron. I don't care. 300 save milestone Kenley Jansen sucks. It's a terrible card. It's not in my God Squad bullpen. It's not. He starts out at a very nice 116 hits per nine. It's not the problem. He's got nice control, velo, break, cutter, sinker, slider, changeup. He's got everything you want. Except the fact it's very easy to read the ball against him and people are very predictable with him by just spamming cutters. So you can sit on it. I don't usually recommend sitting on that unless your opponent has really shown a tendency to repeat pitches or patterns. Uh, But Kenley Jansen, again, could be user error. I have a 5.2 ERA in 97 innings. So clearly I gave him way too long of a leash. I do use him in events so that ERA is a little bloated. Um, cause all events are basically hitter friendly. Uh, I, I just, this card, I think is in too many bullpens. Um, next, this card is only good on legend. So I don't know how we're going to categorize that eventually. I, you know, I'm just going to say most of us don't play on legend. So 99 Emmanuel Classe in that case, in that regard is an overrated pitcher. If you use them on legend, disregard everything I'm saying. But if you play all-star veteran, you know, uh, Hall of Fame, Emmanuel Classe is BP. He's only got three pitches. Everything moves the same direction. You could sit, cutter, slider, fastball, and be right 33% of the time. It's not exactly how odds and shit work, but just roll with me here. Um, Not a good card. Don't use it. Unless you're a legend player. Then you use it all you want. Um, 99 Eric Gagne just released recently is fucking god awful. His his delivery makes it so easy to read the ball. You can sit on a four seam that is the straightest four seamer in the game. Just spit on every single curveball you see because it breaks enough that it'll be below the zone. I promise. And then his changeup splitter and slider are virtually all the same speed. You just got to follow the break pattern. That's it. This card's not good. Don't use it. Um, lastly, do we have one more reliever to talk about? Let's see here. Um, you know what? Yes, 97 Josh Hader. Josh Hader cards in general stink. Not be, The attributes are great all the time. He's got decent velo, tremendous break. Control's a little shady, but pinpoint kind of mitigates that a little bit. Hits per nine, this all-star card that's a 97 is max, 125. At the time, he was a must-add lefty to your bullpen because there were so few dominant lefties. 
The ball is just so easy to read out of this man's hand. I don't care how much it breaks. Four seam and two seam are virtually the same speed, so it doesn't really catch you off guard when one is thrown in there. Slider changeup are virtually the same speed. So really, he has two different pitch speeds for four different pitches. Um, with that being the case, Josh Hader, to me, will never sniff my bullpen. I don't even have I used this card. Nine innings, 5.79 ERA. So like not even real. Uh, probably an event or two. I don't think I put him in my main bullpen actually ever. Um, so not a good card. It, it's just not. So, uh, I apologize if you like him and use him. He's just, he's just not good. Um, so let's move on. I fucked, I fucked up. Uh, let's go to catcher. Catcher's a weird position because there are so few good ones. But we're going to start with Buster Posey. 99 overall Buster Posey. God, he swings the wettest of pool noodles I have ever used in this game. There is no such thing as exit velo with this man. I don't know what it is. His attributes are insane. His fielding alone makes these attributes look like he's Jesus Christ. It's it's unreal because his hitting and fielding are both elite. Elite. And they were probably even generous giving him 14 speed. Let's be honest. That man's a turtle. But Buster Posey's swing is not conducive to hard contact, even against lefty pitching, who in theory he should mesh. Buster Posey is not... Uh, good. Next. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to give an honorable mention here to Ivan Rodriguez. Nobody's saying he's overrated, and I don't think a lot of people are saying he's disappointing because, honestly, his attributes are incredible. But they need... Ramon, listen to me. Ramon, if you're listening, and I know that you are, can we give Ivan Rodriguez a better swing, please, in MLB The Show 22? Uh, There's just something about this man's swing with the way they've ported it over from however they've ported it over that it just is ass. Bad exit velos, can't pull the ball. He's he's awful. He's fucking terrible. Let's just all move on from Ivan Rodriguez or fix his damn swing. Um, Finally, and you guys are going to have to work with me on this one, but just hear me out. 97 tops now, Yasmani Grandal is not overrated. Nor is he disappointing. It's just to stop fucking using this card. You cannot use a card in the heart of your order that has a maximum of six speed. You can't. It clogs up the bases. It's a double play every time you hit it on the ground. It's either over the fence or a single, essentially. There are very few parks where Yasmani Grandal can leg out a double. He's just He is a, a, a clogger of the... He's terrible for the lineup. He ruins all lineup symmetry and athleticism that you might have. Just stop using Yasmani Grandal. We're moving on. We're moving on to first base. And uh, at first base, we've got several candidates to talk about. Frank Thomas, MVP Frank Thomas. They released him and everyone was like, holy hell, he's Jesus Christ. He's got max hitting stats and it's... uh, When did they release him? July? June? Something like that. It was one of those two months. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um... He's his swing. He sucks. Anybody with a big strike zone sucks. You can't use him. You can't. It's too hard to know what's a ball and a strike. If you rake with Frank Thomas, good for you. But chat, you're gonna you're gonna chat. I just called you guys chat. Uh, loyal listeners of the podcast, I'm gonna tell you my batting average of this man right now, and you're all gonna laugh at me. Thirty-one at bats. So not a massive sample size. It's all been in events because I will not put him on a god squad. I'm hitting 161. 
1-6-1 with four home runs in 31 at-bats. I have five hits. He's terrible. He's terrible. Don't use him. Next, we're moving on. Um, who do we have here? First base actually might be the most appropriately rated position. Because there are so many guys that rake. Honestly. So many dudes here that rake. I'm on page 5 of 25 of first baseman. And they're all insane. Um, you know, I guess, you know, we could say this. So there's a 97-hour pool holes and a 99-hour pool holes that have the same swing. The 89 pool holes that dropped with the USA Conquest map on day one of this game does not have the same swing as these two, as far as I know. This is similar to Ivan Rodriguez. Ramon, can we please, please move or remove or fix or quicken the stupid leg hitch that Albert Pujols has? It ruins people's timing, and it makes him so unusable. I'm looking at 99 Albert Pujols right now. Again, I don't have him in the inventory yet. I will get him probably within a week. Um, his, his hitting attributes are just, they're out of this world. They even gave this man base 86 fielding. That's, <laughs> that means he's going to be a gold at third base and left field as secondaries. Can we talk about that? I mean, if you play him in left field, you're out of your ever-loving mind, but he's got third base written all over him. You know, 85 reaction as a base is pretty good too. The problem is, his swing sucks. You know, you can get away with it against lefties because I think that platoon gives you a little more quickness swinging, but ah. I'm just I'm consistently disappointed in Albert Pujols, at least his high diamonds. His low diamonds, when they have that better swing, are, are usable at the time they drop. But I don't know. I can't use Pujols anymore, man. It makes me upset. Um, all right, we're going to go to second base. Second base. Uh, Jackie Robinson, don't hate me. Overrated card. Uh, there are going to there are going to be people who fundamentally disagree with this, but I just cannot stand this man's swing. I can't figure it out. Uh, speed doesn't matter in this game on bases because you can't steal. So uh, there are much better second basemen than Jackie Robinson. Uh, moving on, ninety nine Craig Biggio is not third leg Craig this year. Last year he was third leg Craig. This man put the tripod down and hit absolute fucking nukes, and he swings a noodle this year. A noodle. I cannot get any perfect, perfect contact to leave the yard. It's all line drives. So, not for me. Um, is this over? No. Oh, adequately rated. Let's see. Second base is not that deep of a position. I think we've basically covered it already, honestly, at this point. Um, holy shit. Sorry, I, I just looked at my 91 Live Series Trey Turner, and in 208 at-bats, I hit 495. You heard that right. In 208 at-bats... 495. Um, yeah, I think we covered the second base bag. I mean, Ryan Sandberg this year kind of sucks, but I still don't think they've given us the best possible version of him. I could be wrong. Uh, I think the 97 home run derby is going to be the best one, and that's kind of sad. That's disappointing because he was relatively fun to use uh, in the past. All right, let's go to third base, and then we'll read some ads. At third base, overrated or disappointing? Um, I wish Mike Schmidt had a quicker swing, but I'm not too upset about that. Um, I'm a little disappointed in George Brett this year, as good as he is. You know, he he fit 
the over he fit the underrated episode, but he also fits the disappointing episode because despite his underwhelming attributes as far as power and contact against lefties, this card still rakes. I would just like to see a a, a nuclear juice George Brett. Um, moving on. Um, this is just a general comment. Stop paying for Paul Molitor's rights, please, and put that money somewhere else. Thank you. I don't ever want to see another Paul Molitor card in this game. Same for Robin Yount. Two Brewers legends don't doubt their greatness. I just don't want them in this game anymore. They're fucking terrible. Their their swings and their uh, their attributes do not translate to MLB The Show. So just get them out. Uh, Troy Gloss, unfortunately, exceptionally disappointing card. I don't... He's not over... He's definitely not overrated. He's just very disappointing. He is a new legend this year. They only gave us one card of his. It's a 97 overall Silver Slugger. It is a lefty bench bat because he has max stats against lefties or he's a righty bench bat who hits lefties. Sorry. Um, you know, he plays shortstop. He's got gold fielding at short. You can get him up to diamond fielding at third, but he's, his swing is terrible. He's got a big strike zone and you don't want a new legend to only be a, a bench bat. So unfortunately, Troy gloss, very disappointing. Um, I think Joey Wendell is overrated both as a real life baseball player and as a card in this game. I understand his swing is quick, but God damn it. Uh, he, he sucks. It's too quick. It's everything's a rollover. Um, and in real life, I, he's uh, I maintain this as a Yankee fan. I know he's on the Marlins now, but he is a the most overrated fucking baseball player in the world. People just like him because he wears no batting gloves and he's gritty. He has heart and hustle. He's terrible. Move on. Um, sorry, that was the uh, I hate the Rays more than I hate the Red Sox. So that was a little bias there. You could take it for what it's worth. Um Okay, so we said we'll do ads now, right? Now you guys got to hear me rustle my papers to get them out because I forgot to pull them out. Please hold. Uh, how's the weather where you guys are, chat? Podcast listeners, friends, tell me. Tell me, tell me. In the comments down below, which is not a thing you can do on podcast platforms either. Just please ignore me. Um, Thrive Fantasy, as always, just incredibly excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy. Uh, it's a daily fantasy sports app that's based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like some of those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible, and you could win a share of the prize pool. Um, If you're going to play games and make money... You could be playing MLB, like I said before. You could be playing NFL, NBA, uh, NHL, uh, eSports. The world is your oyster, as they say. Just use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Not tomorrow, today. Finally, Rogue Energy, uh, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, people who are health conscious, and so much more. That sounded like it's designed for everyone. It's great as both a pre-workout or as a coffee and energy drink replacement. Rogue Energy was designed to be the greatest gaming drink on the planet. Big vouch. Rogue Energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers and streamers everywhere. Rogue is the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand. The low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled, canned energy drinks and sodas. The extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. 
The hydration line, which is my favorite, offers the same focus ingredients from the energy formula, but with no caffeine. Finally, the shake formula is uh, exactly what you think it is. It's a delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake. Every formula Rogue produces is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients, and you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better in water. That's my favorite part. I say it every week. It's true. No more chalky textures, exclamation point, that I read appropriately. Um, and the taste profiles are just unmatched. If you want to try the best gaming energy drink on the market, go to RogueEnergy.com and use coupon code KDJTV. That's coupon code KDJTV for 10% off your entire order. Rogue Energy, the world's most delicious gaming drink. Okay, back to... The subject of the episode. We're back on shortstops now. Overrated or disappointing shortstops. <sighs> Do we talk about Honus Wagner? Honus Wagner? No. He's just not my favorite card, but I don't think that means he's overrated. All right, you guys are going to fucking just decimate me. Decimate me on this one. 99 Signature Series, Francisco Lindor fucking blows. It is a terrible card. I dislike, to no describable degree, his swing. Francisco Lindor stinks. Overrated. Over, 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 overrated. He might be the S tier of overrated cards, in my opinion. That's how overrated I think this card is. Um, Cal Ripken Jr., it's it's almost a joke. It's this is the most one of the most disappointing cards released this year. Not the most because that's Pedro, but this is one of the most disappointing cards released this year. They wait until fucking December to give us Cal Ripken Jr. Milestone series, brand new series in the game. Everyone's like, oh, milestone. That's going to be awesome. These cards are going to be juiced. And then every milestone card they give us is juiced except Cal fucking Ripken because they gave him the milestone of consecutive games played, which has zero impact on this man's hitting ability. It actually probably made the hitting ability worse because he achieved the milestone when he was 89 years old. And so his hitting is reflective of that season. This card is ass. It's terrible. Uh, his swing is already pretty unlikable by, by all accounts or many accounts. Um, but this the, Cal Ripken got absolutely hoed and we're not going to spend any more time on it. Um, secondly, <laughs> this one's up there as most hoed cards. Uh, 99 MVP Jimmy Rollins is laughably bad incredibly, laughably, stupidly bad. Even at Parallel 5, he only has one hitting attribute over 100, and it's his contact versus left. I don't care how fast he is. I don't care how good he is in the field. He only plays shortstop with no secondary. He sucks. And that's upsetting, because last year's Jimmy Rollins was actually a lot of fun to use. And for a while, if you guys remember, he was my God Squad shortstop. He was. Um... But God, man, they just absolutely dicked him down. And it was his MVP season, no less. So that was that was quite upsetting. Uh, do we have another shortstop here? I don't think so. Wow, they really gave Jimmy Rollins three diamonds? No. Did I look at that right? Am I big stupid? He has a 99. Oh, no, sorry, then a 91. I'm, oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Please excuse me. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, that's it on shortstop, though. I think everybody else is pretty adequately rated. And listen, at this point in the year, you're either using Tatis, Hannes, Corey Seager, some people still using Wander Franco, uh, and then you'll see some Brandon Crawford and Bo Bichette. I don't see a lot of Lindor. I don't see a lot of Correa. Ernie Banks is cool, but he's mostly a bench bat. Some scrubs are still using Trey Turner because they, you know, their moms don't kiss them goodnight. So 
That, that's really all you're saying. Um, let's go to the outfield. We'll start in left field. We'll start in left field. Um, all right, I'm ready for people to beat down my door over this one. Guys, I don't think Hank Aaron's card is good. I think his swing is bad. I think he's overrated. I mean, I have a 346 average with him and over 200 at-bats, but that's all on all-star events. Almost entirely on all-star events. So I don't really count that because that's just a hitter's paradise and events are easy. This card just isn't it, man. Like, listen, he's got incredible fielding. And if you P5 him, he's a diamond everywhere. He starts at 80 speed. That's real nice. Starts at 83 reaction. That'll play. That's fine. He's got a cannon of an arm. His hitting attributes, in theory, are juicy juice. They look great. If you P5 him, he has max against lefties. And that, I think, is the only reasonable usage of Hank Aaron. Is a bench bat against lefty pitching. And God, that is so upsetting. Because he is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And his swing is what limits him here. You know, for swing purposes only, my outfield is Mike Trout in left, Ken Griffey in center, Soto in right. I would rather use all three of those cards and probably several others over Hank Aaron. So I think he's just a little overrated. The One of the best outfielders and best players and best hitters, period, in baseball history should not just be a bench bat. Just my opinion. Um, unfortunately, I think Tyler O'Neill was criminally overrated. We were all excited when he dropped, and I was too. Trust me, I put myself right in that category. Uh, I, I'm not running from it. Um, he's also just a bench bat, and maybe not even. I, I don't know. I don't love his swing. I, I could be entirely incorrect on that one, but that's just, you know, that's just me. Um, whom else do we have? I think David Justice is overrated, but we don't need to really harp on that. I think... Uh, who else... I think we discussed this. Michael Brantley's criminally underrated. Um, Jason Bay, no one gives a shit about. Yeah, that's really it in left field. That's really it in left field. Let's go to center. Let's go to center. All right, um, I'm ducking and covering. 99 Mickey Mantle's overrated. I don't care what his attributes look like. His swing this year is different than last year. It just is. Last year's Mickey Mantle, maybe the nastiest card we've ever seen. I just, I can't use this goddamn Mickey Mantle. I, I can't. 340 at-bats, he's only hitting 321. That's not good enough. In my lineup, that's not good enough. Um, There are so many other options that if I'm not hitting like 340 or, hell, 350 maybe, um, I'm not going to use the card. I'm just not. You know, there are plenty of other guys that combine speed, power, and fielding in the outfield. It's just how it is. It's It's just the facts. So, Mickey Mantle, I'm sorry. I hope your card gets better again next year. You had a long run on my God Squad, but I just got fed up. I moved on, as you all should. Everyone should always move on. Um, Willie Mays just continues to disappoint me. He's not an overrated card. I don't think people talk about him much. His attributes are fucking stupid insane. I'm just going to continue to complain about this man's swing until they find a way to make it better. It's just, it's really upsetting. Because he should be right up there with, like, Mickey Mantle and Hank Aaron as no-doubt starters. Very upsetting. Um, whom else we got in center field? Anybody? I'm disappointed that Jim Edmonds didn't get a 99. He was like the only card in that set, or one of the only cards in that set that didn't get a 99. But, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. This card, Jim Edmonds has such a beautiful swing. I love him so much. Um, 
The fact that they gave Johnny Damon a 96 is hysterical. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, Tory Hunter. I'm surprised they didn't find a way to give Tory Hunter a 99. This would have been the year. There's no. Didn't he have a four home run game? They should have given him a milestone. Uh, SDS, if you're listening, I think Tory Hunter had a four home run game. Let's give this man a, f- a four home run game card, please, and make him d- insane. Just make him absolutely nutty. Tory Hunter is such a fun player. Uh, all right, we're going to close with right field. Who sucks? Raise your hand if you suck. Uh, Reggie Jackson's card this year is incredibly disappointing. Just can we have one good Reggie Jackson, please? Or at least this card should have been dropped uh, months ago. Months ago. They dropped it. Was it, wasn't it this month? November? I think it was November they dropped it. Terrible card. Um, Gary Sheffield this year sucks butt. They dropped him too late. His swing is worse than it was. And I think people are just bored of Gary Sheffield in general because of how utilized he was last year. Um, it makes me upset because when he was on the Yankees, he was one of my favorite players. Um, his son is a grade A asshole. But otherwise, I love Gary Sheffield. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just... Search for Gary Sheffield Jr. on Twitter and then just point and laugh at him. He's an absolute fucking moron. But, you know, beside the point. Beside the point. Um, Yeah, this Gary Sheffield card is a combination of disappointing and overrated, I think. Um, I'm disappointed that Tony Gwynn was dropped too late because I would have loved to have used this card in early June. Instead of whenever they dropped it, they dropped it, I don't even remember when. Too late. Too late they dropped it. Uh, exceptionally disappointed that Larry Walker did not have better stats against lefties because Larry Walker is one of my favorite swings, and I was so good with his card last year. He's, I mean, he, listen, he's on my bench as a phenomenal, phenomenal bat against righty pitching. But, he, I, you know, I just wanted to use him more. Um, who else wants to be spoken about? It's like they're really... All right, so... I know I called this the overrated episode. There were probably more disappointments than overrated. I think it's because I've paid a lot more attention to meta this year than I have in the past. I still use the cards I'm comfortable with. As I've said, I think we all should. Um, But I think this year the meta was just so clearly defined, which isn't necessarily a good thing. The meta should not always be cut and dry. You have to use these cards or these pitches or these attributes to succeed. That's not the way this game should be played. But because of the way the meta laid itself out this year. You were kind of pigeonholed. I felt kind of pigeonholed into, oh, I have to keep using DeGrom. I have to keep using Verlander. Um, you know, I have to use Mookie Betts. Who I, I mean, I love Mookie Betts. I'm not upset about that. But, you, you know, you just kind of really get stuck using some stuff. So because of that, I think so many people, especially content creators. Now, I, I know this game is not made for content creators. I know I, we shouldn't be basing everything off what they do. There are millions of people who play this game and maybe a hundred at most legit content creators. I th- that number could be totally baseless. Don't fucking quote me on that. But, you know, because of content, myself included, I'm, I'll, I'll put myself in the category. Like, we all use the same cards. It's because they're good. But because of that, it means we also mostly value other cards the same way. This card stinks. This card is, is underrated. There are very, very, very few times in which cards are being used that I'm like, why the fuck are they using that? Because so many people use the same stuff. I think that makes sense. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Listen, this this year, this year's content was at times unbelievable. 
like at the finest drop. At times, incredibly uh, frustrating with timing, like the TA3 drop being released way too early. Those cards were too good too fast. They could have been an all-star series that were all mid-diamonds instead of 99s. Um, You know, the timing of stuff is weird, how they're giving us, like I said, a bad Reggie Jackson and an even worse Cal Ripken in November and December. Those cards should have been out in June, July, um, you know, while they're trying to keep players in the game, not trying to... You don't entice players to come back with Cal Ripken Jr. and a shit Albert Pujols swing. You know, they probably entice people back with the finest drop. That's fine. But, you know, this, this year's content was definitely ups and downs. It was a roller coaster. These last two episodes, last week's and this one, were my kind of assessment of all... Like I said, I have all the cards. I've used most of them, whether it's in BR, events, um, ranked, you know, throughout the entire game cycle. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, But guys, that's going to be it for this episode. And I don't normally do this, but I'm very excited about this. Next week's episode, I am 90% certain Kreiner is going to be on the episode. We're going to talk about competitive play. We're going to talk about... um, God, we're going to talk about everything. I'm trying to touch every corner of the MLB The Show community over the next couple months. I want to talk competitive. I want to talk franchise. I want to talk content creation. I want to talk anything possible. You know, there's no new... uh, Not a lot of new content coming out. So we got to get creative. And that's what we're going to try to do. So Kreiner's going to tell us all about how... Literally, he won $15,000 playing an MLB The Show tournament like two weeks ago or a week ago, something like that. Um, So that'll be a fun conversation. I'm anxious to meet him, anxious to talk to him. That is it, guys. Thank you all for listening. If you have ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Uh, I would love to appease you and maybe give you guys something that you actually want to hear, not just me rambling like a buffoon. Uh, But come catch a stream, twitch.tv slash KDJTV. And otherwise, I will talk to you all next week.